Good worship, huh? Good worship. Good worship. Good worship. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, how is uh, how's today? You guys had a good day. I had a I had a great day. Uh, one highlight. One highlight was a new best friend of mine bought me a milkshake at the snack shop. So that's. I'm not necessarily saying you can buy my friendship, but you, you probably could actually buy. You know. I'm not going to be, I, yeah, it's pretty easy to become my friend. It just costs you 450 That's it. So, oh gosh. Uh, you guys, if you want to turn to your, uh, in your Bibles, it's uh, Acts chapter 20 we're going to look at. Now, I am going to just read one verse really quick out of Romans chapter 1, and then we're going to end up in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. That's probably the biggest thing to hit, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I think there's some pretty powerful stuff said in it, but... That Acts chapter 20 is really good too. So if you want to write that down, read it later, um, that's fantastic. Um, so last night, huh? I mean, we went over some pretty heavy stuff that I think some of you were like, okay, okay. Okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I, I mean, you, you have all power. You know what's best for me. You are a master I can trust, and I'm going to trust you. And I know you might even... Do some crazy things, allow some crazy things in my life, even allow hard things in my life, do hard things in my life, but I'm going to trust you. Um, I, I hope that you are encouraged, as I am, that there isn't like no purpose to this whole thing. And by the way, we're not just following God's rule, God's books, just so we can have better rules in our life and, and you know, oh, now I've got these standards and stuff. It, there's a bigger plan than that. It's to make you like Jesus Christ, to make you Become like Jesus. And I think some of us went, whoa, okay. I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm going to trust him to do it. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you guys, get this. This might throw you for a loop. It's not at all about becoming like Jesus. And some of you might go, hold it. Last night you said it's all about us becoming like Jesus. You guys, that's only the means to the end. That's not the end all. You know, like sometimes I think some Christians, some of us might go, okay, the reason why I follow Jesus Christ is so that my, my life can become better, right? And it does. It gives you purpose, gives you meaning. But the purpose and meaning isn't about you. Do you know Christianity is never, ever really about us? I had to discover that. It was amazing. I, I, I didn't get it. I thought, man, I'm following this stuff because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, be enslaved to sin, and I don't want, you know, to make some dumb decision that's going to affect my rest of my life. I want to make sure I make the right decisions so that my life can become better, and I think there's a ton of us Christians that think that that's what Christianity is about, but it's not. That's just the means to the end. I become like Jesus. You're becoming like Jesus for a reason. Do you know what it is? Guys, we are becoming more and more like Jesus so that, if you want to write it down, so that we can show and share Jesus to the world around us. 
Have you thought about that? The whole reason why you're becoming like Jesus is just to be a tool that God can use to reach more people. That's why we're here. That's why God's keeping us here. So I can share and show you, so I can serve the world around me and be an agent of change in the world around me and invite the world around me to follow this Jesus too because they're just as much of a slave to sin as we were. And they need Jesus just as much as we need Jesus. So God has this incredible plan because Jesus isn't here anymore in the flesh. He's not standing around and we can say, hey everybody, there he is. Get to know him and we just let them talk. Jesus left, but he left us with his Holy Spirit within us to work with us for us to become like Jesus. So people, when they see us, do you know who they should, should be seeing? Jesus. It's not about me. I become less and less. I'm nothing. Everything's about him. I become like Jesus so I can show and share Jesus with the world around me. And that kind of begs the question, you know, how many people in your life this last year have you really showed and shared Jesus with? I mean, are we really doing the purpose that this whole thing is for? Or have we kind of just stalled halfway, you know? Like, like, man, if I built a race car in order to race, but, and so I built it, and it is awesome, man. It is built to go, but I never entered into a race. What's the use? Hey, look at it. It's in my garage. I want to, don't touch it. Man, it can go fast. Really, how fast? I don't know exactly but I know I can go really fast. I mean, I, I think some of us are like this built thing that God's investing in and showing you everything a life is about, and then he says, so let's get into the race. Let's go. Just, I want you to really think about it. How many people this last year, all of you that are followers of Jesus, have you showed and shared Jesus with? Is it, I mean, is there anybody else out there that's not a Christian? Anybody? I think we all know the answer to that. Well, I'm not around anybody. You're in the garage then. I got it. So what do you think you should do? You know? Let's get around people so that they can see and hear about Jesus. Paul got it. Do you guys notice in these, and then we've had fun, you know, the whole thing this morning. They're having really fun with it. I, I love these dramas. They're really, they're very creative. Wouldn't you agree? But do you see, like, even in these dramas, do you see they really are showing us the heart of Paul, right? I mean, Paul was like, you look at him, you're like, man, you're crazy, man. He's like, oh, man, that God would choose me? Are you kidding me to actually share this message with people? And you see him like, I can't believe it. And he just is all out, for it. He's all out. And I don't know about you, but there's something inside of me in the back of my head going, I know I'm supposed to be like that. And around this, we're all saying, oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. And then we go home and we like cuddle up like a, like a turtle and retreat back in our shell. Right? For some of us, I'm talking to you. And inside we're going, I wish, I know, I, I don't know. 
Maybe I can just give you perspective tonight. Let's look at Paul's perspective. How did he do this? How, how did he look at life? Look at Acts chapter 20, you guys, in verse 22. He's talking, by the way, to these guys. You know, I might even start a little earlier in verse, 20, in verse 17. Paul is actually in the story here, in this account. He's actually going back to Jerusalem, where you kind of saw in the account this morning, his first kind of scene where he went to there and they said, oh, let's kill him. You know, and then he spoke out and sang his song, you know, and told them about Jesus. He's about to do that. In this part of this account, he's going to that place, to Jerusalem. He knows that something bad's going to happen to him. But on the way, he stops at this church in Ephesus where he actually planted this church. He, he began this church with a, with a bunch of people, shared the gospel with him, shared what Jesus has done and what it means to have faith in him. And these people believed, and then they, they started this church. And he, and he stops, and he talks to these these, these elders, these leaders in this church, look at verse 17. It says, from uh, Miletus, uh, Paul sent to, sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. Look at his words here. From the first day I came into the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews. You know that I have not hesitated you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but I've taught you publicly and from house to house. I've declared to both Jews and Greeks that they have to turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, look at verse 24. I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. It's simple, isn't it? And we look at that, and I, I admire the guy. And I want to be like that guy. If I'm honest, I'm distracted by a lot of other things. Man, he's so focused. I got this task. I know what it's about. And you saw me do it with you guys. And all I want to do is just keep doing it wherever God takes me. And he gives a little clue, a little bit more in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because you go, man, I'm, I'm a little timid about this. You know, the gospel, I don't even know what, exactly what to say. He goes, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And then he says, why? He goes, this is the reason why. Because it's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. Because it's the only way that anybody can be saved. It's the only way anybody can go from being a slave of sin to freedom from that, to having real life. And he simply goes, and I love people. I care about other people. I don't just care about me. My life isn't about me. I mean, you, you got friends? Do you, have any, you don't have to raise your hand. Do you have any unbelieving friends at all? And I think some of us do. Maybe some of us have unbelieving friends that are still here, right here, today, because they didn't make a decision for Jesus Christ, and you know it, and they know it. 
But at home, in your neighborhood, on your sports team, in your school, friends you hang out with, And you go, man, I really care about him. And see, I, don't, I believe that. I don't think you're lying. You're not lying when you say you care about him. You know, I really do. I really care about him. And some of us would even say for that unbelieving friend, I'll do anything for them. Because I would never want them to be hurt. I would never want something to happen to them. And if somebody was going against them, I would stand in front of them and I would take it for them to protect them. Is there anybody like that? that we just care. And then for some reason, there's this dis disconnect, maybe because we don't think about spiritual things that much and we don't think about what really matters, but all of that that we would do for these unbelieving friends still doesn't make them any less of a slave of sin. They're dying. There is an enemy that is attacking them. There is. We'll stand in front of some other person and defend them against some other person, but we're not going to defend them against the biggest enemy that they have? Because we don't think about it. Really, I think, isn't that, I mean, we're not thinking about it. I sure wasn't. I wasn't thinking about it. But isn't that really the thing we should be most concerned about for our friends? Paul got it. Not ashamed of the gospel. It's the only thing that's going to save them. It's the only thing that they're going to get. That's going to give them any kind of life. Well, they might reject me as if, you know, what, I don't know. They're going to think it's dumb. I, I, you know, what are they going to think of me? I mean, and we can go through the whole thing. I heard somebody say this one classic time. It's just, and it really is true, so I'll just repeat it. It's like if they were dying from some kind of disease and you had the cure... And it was a dumb cure. I mean, it was dumb. They had to eat this jar of live worms. That's just what they have to do. And you know it. And you're like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to show this live. That they're going to think I'm gross. They're going to think I'm stupid. Really, that's going to keep you from from telling them. And I think all of us would say no. We would say, you know what? If they think I'm stupid, I'm going to take that risk. If they go, I, they think I'm gross. If they think I'm dumb, whatever, I'm just going to take that risk. Hey, man, you really need to eat this jar of live worms. Really? Yeah, seriously. Okay, I know you really are trying to fool me here. And some of us might go, yeah, I probably would do that. But, you know, no, seriously, man, here it is. I would at least offer it. You would too. We gotta at least offer it. We gotta tell him. And you're going, well, I don't know. It's, kind of, it's a kind of a crazy story. Yeah, so we're all crazy people. Isn't it weird how we all accepted the, this message? We accept it. Well, I don't know. That's really hard to accept. I mean, you're actually telling them that they need to give their life over to Jesus Christ who died for them and that they're a slave of sin and, you know, that maybe the sin has really deceived them and they don't even really know it. Just tell them what you learned this week. And you're like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so crazy that you stood up. You really think they're that different than us? Don't buy the lie. Because they're not. They're not. 
Don't buy a lie. Got to share. And Paul even had a bigger, bigger look at it. When you do look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's turn there, you guys. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I, I recently looked at this, uh, I don't know, gosh, I, I guess a couple months ago. And, and I was sharing with my wife, and I was like, Ma, it just hit me like, it hit me again. You know, have you ever read something in God's Word, and then you come back later on, you read it again, and you're like, oh, man, this, it, like, it hits you like a ton of bricks. And you know you've read it before, or you've heard it before, but you're just ready right then to hear it. I hope that maybe this will happen for you too, because this just, just hit me. And in, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he's, Paul is talking to the Corinthian church. There's another church there, and he says, man, I just want to tell you my heart for other people and how much I will do anything in order to help other people understand the truth of following Jesus. And he says in verse 19, we'll pick it up there, he says, though I am free and belong to no man. Just look at what he says. He goes, I'm free and I don't belong to anybody. And I'm not a slave of anybody. I'm not a servant of anybody. That's, I'm free to do whatever I want. And he says, even though that's true, look what he says at the end of that verse. He goes, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I make myself a servant of every single person around me. Some of us are going, I want people to serve me. It's going, man, it's not about that. We need to go look at people and go, you know what? I care about these people. I care about these people. I care about these people. There might even be an enemy. I talk about your friends, but there's an enemy that you have that is a slave of sin. That's why they're your enemy, that they're a slave of sin. What are they supposed to do except for sin? What are they supposed to be except, for, except to be selfish? They're slaves of sin. Sin's controlling them. They need Jesus Christ more than ever. And instead of like, oh man, I hate this. Maybe we should have mercy for them. Because you know what? None of those people are the enemy. Did you know that? That person that in your life that's like, you would go, this is, is my enemy. They're not the enemy. Listen to this. Paul got this. They're victims of the enemy. They're not the enemy. Changes everything. Victims of the enemy, captives of the enemy, what do we want to do with them? Rescue them. Changes everything. And he said, man, I'm just going to make myself a servant of everyone so that I could do what? I could win as many as possible. He cares. And then it's, look at verse 20. He says, he explains kind of what he means there. He goes, to the Jews, he talks about these different groups of people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law. So like to the Jews, he's like, you know what? If I, you know, if I need to go with them and put a little, you know, little hat thing on my head, because that's what they wear, and maybe they'll just pay attention to me a little bit more if I put one of these things on, then that's what I'll do. Whatever. He goes, I'll do whatever it takes. If there's a certain group of people, they've got a certain culture, they, they've got this certain thing that they do, ritual, whatever. You know what? I'll just kind of join it. It doesn't matter. I'll do whatever I can in order for me to be part of that so that maybe I can 
get a relationship going so I can share Jesus with them. He goes, to those under the law, I become like one under the law. And then he says, though I myself am not under the law. He goes, you know what? If they have some extra rules that they live by that aren't against God's laws, then I'll just follow those rules, whatever they are. Whatever. Because I'm going to become their slave. I'm going to serve him. He just see like he just wants to do anything he can. He goes so as to win those under the law. He goes to those not having the law. In other words, people that don't have any rules at all about their life. We probably know a lot of people like this. Nothing's wrong. He goes to those people. I become like one not having the law. But he makes he says this. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. He goes of other people. You know. They don't have any of these rules stuff. It goes, then I'm not going to bring a bunch of rules on them. I'm going to follow what I need to follow with what God says. I'm not going to like go, well, this person's doing this sinful thing, so I'll join in and do that sinful thing. He's not doing that because he wants to show Jesus Christ to him. And that's not Jesus. But he also doesn't throw a bunch of rules on him because the problem, the problem isn't a bunch of rules. You know, if you just followed all these rules, you'd be a lot better person. Really? We already know what it's like to try to follow rules on your own. What is the person still? A, a slave of sin. The problem isn't a bunch of rules or lack of rules. The problem is a lack of a relationship with Jesus, right? Remember that. He goes, so I become like that. I'm just going to show him Jesus and share Jesus with him. And he does that so that he can win them. He goes, so as to win those not having the law to the weak. I became weak to win the weak. I become all things to all men so that by all possible means, I might save some. Man, that's just, that's all he's thinking about. Guys, can you imagine if we just really thought that way, that the purpose in our life was just because we're becoming like Jesus, to show and share Jesus to the people around us, that we would just look for every single opportunity we could just to do that. Like, that's it. There's a friend of mine, uh, he down, lives down the street from me. His name's Jimmy. He's really into cars. He actually, he takes these old uh, Mustang, 1965, 67 Mustangs they, from junk places and just fixes them up and then resells them. That's what he just does all the time. He's always got like, two, two Mustangs in his driveway all the time. Guys, I don't know anything about cars. Nothing. But to Jimmy, you know what I'm really interested in? Cars. I like Jimmy. Jimmy does not know Jesus Christ. He's gotten to know me. He knows who I am. And through the last couple of years, we built a relationship because I'm trying to become all things to all people so that I can win as many as possible. Through this whole thing, no kidding you, not lying, this blew me away. Two months ago, he wanted to show me this neat, neat new polish that he had. I have this old 1993 Nissan pickup that I have never washed for the last 20 years. <laughs> he goes, you know what? If this thing can make your truck shine, it can do anything. Hey, drive it down here. And I drive my truck down there, you know. He polishes the, the hood. He's very meticulous. It took him an hour and a half to polish my hood. 
oh, you know what? No, let me do this now. Oh, let me do, and I'm like, man, this thing is just, it's really a waste of time. But I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. That's great. I don't know what he's talking about. But it's really cool. He goes, oh, it's getting dark now. It's getting, the sun went down. It was getting dark. He goes, let me, let's go to your garage. We'll turn on your light in your garage, and I'll finish it in the garage. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. Okay, let's drive there, you know. We're talking. And then in the middle of this thing, we've built this relationship now for a couple years. In the middle of this thing, he turns to me. He's 40 years old. He goes, PJ? I go, yeah. He goes, I have a question I wanted to ask you. And I'm like, I don't know what he's going to ask me, something about my truck or something, you know. And I've been meaning to ask you for a while. And I said, oh, what is it? And he goes, that's what he says. I really don't want to go to hell. That's what he said. Out of nothing. Tell me what I need to do to go to heaven. I'll do whatever it takes. And like you, just because I'm like this speaker or whatever, I was like, what am I going to say? I don't know what am I going to say. I don't want to screw this up. And I shared with him the gospel, the same thing I shared with you guys. He went, I need to talk to you more about this. I want to really understand it. So we're having some dialogue. I wanted to become whatever I could to win anybody. I really do. Do you? I mean, do you want to do that? I think you do. I think you do. There's a uh, girl that we know, um, Sherry and I know, a friend of ours named um, Mandy, and she is a really good pole vaulter. And uh, she's actually going out for the Olympics, for the next Olympics, for pole vaulting, for women's pole vaulting. And um, she, she has an incredible heart because she's discovered it's not about pole vaulting. But she discovered it's about all the people that she's with on the, on the Olympic team that's training right now and her chance to share the gospel with them. And that's what she's doing. She's becoming whoever that she's around, that ever she could be, to win people. And you go, why is this so important, you know? What's the big deal on this? And I think we know, well, it's salvation, and there's something even more. Look what it says in verse 23 and on. He says, I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. There's something, man, you share with somebody else, and then they, have you ever done it, man? They come and follow Jesus, you're like, man, I'm able to, like, be part of this. God's using me here. And he says this, don't you know, look at verse 24, he says, don't you know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get, get the prize. In other words, be all in this thing. And then he says, everyone who competes in the games, he's talking about like the Olympic games that they had back then. All the ones who comp compete in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Now, what he's saying there, you guys, and it finally hit me what he's really talking about here. He's saying, you know what, like, all these people, any of you guys in sports, anybody here in sports? I mean, what are you in? Tons of us, tons of us. And we're like, man, I'm in 
this thing so I can win the prize, you know? I want to win that championship. I want to win that game. I, if we're talking about personal stuff, we go, we go I want to do well in this, in this game. I want to do my job well if you're on a team sport. If you're in an individual thing, you go, I want to compete, and I want to be able to do the best I can, and I want to win. I want to win. There's people right now, you guys, doing everything, and they've done everything they could over the last four years, trained with every fiber of their muscles to win a cup, the World Cup of Soccer. There are teams, you guys, and you see them, if you ever see them playing right now, they are playing like it is everything in life to them, and it is. And if they lose, there's some nations that when they lose, it is humiliating, it is like, it's devastating. And if they win, have you seen their faces too when they win? It is everything. And they're training so hard. You can't believe what people are doing to get through this. When it does come to the Olympics, the people that are going through this stuff to get a medal is incredible. And this World Cup, at the end of it, a nation will win. And they'll have that cup for four years, until what? They do it again. And a nation gets to be, some other nation gets to be a champion for the next four years. They're doing this, you guys, for something that doesn't even last. It doesn't even last. And you see what they're doing for it. You're doing stuff. You're like, man, we were champions. We won that game. And then the next week, you have another game. And if you win the championship, what happens the next year? You go through it to see if you can become a champion again because it only lasts for one year. And we keep going and we do that, you guys. And it's great. That, that dedication, that commitment is awesome. Paul's going, these guys were doing it. They were, they were these runners in these games and they ran for this crown. I know about running. I, I did long distance running when I was a freshman in, in high school. I did a mile, two mile. I ran cross country. I decided when I was a junior in, in high school, I decided I was going to run a half marathon, 13.1 miles. And I decided I was going to do it without stopping. I was not going to stop running, and I wasn't going to do a little jog. I was going to run this thing. I, that's what I decided I was going to do, and I was determined to do this. And I did it, and I ran the entire thing, 13.1 miles, and I was just dead. My, my thighs rubbed together so much that it, they were bleeding at the end of this run. That's how much they were rubbing together. I got done with this thing. I was so tired, and I was so hungry at the same time. So hungry. I was driving home, and I passed by a McDonald's, and I saw this McDonald's. and went, man, I am so hungry. I drove in, and I got a Big Mac, and I ate it really fast. And then I threw it up really, really fast. I mean, I was just, I was totally exhausted. I got home, and the next day, I'm just not lying, you guys, the next day, I woke up, and I went, okay, I'm going to get out of bed, and my legs did not move. I, I, I'm, being, I'm not lying to you. I was scared. I thought, oh my goodness, I did something like permanently damaged myself. I will never be able to walk again. I mean, I could not, I literally could not lift up my leg. The muscles did not work. 
I did all of that, all of that to get a certificate that said I ran a half marathon. <laughs> and I did all of that so I could tell other people that I ran a half marathon without stopping and that I would have the satisfaction within myself that I was able to do this thing without stopping. We do that stuff. We are passionate. Guys, the passion is like it's not there. They're just directed for this stuff. Like Paul is saying, you're, look, this, there's these runners directed for this crown. They get, they get this crown at the end that was like made out of this wood, these like limbs and stuff, and they'd put it on the head, and it wouldn't last. And he goes, but they were so dedicated to it. They had so much passion to do it. And he goes, that's great. We have passion. Let's just put it in the right place. He goes, we're doing it. If you, if you get into this thing, we're doing it for something that does last. It's not something that's going to be only four years and then you have to do it again. It's not something that's going to be like it's going to last a little while and then it goes away. I remember running the mile and two mile. I, I, I won a couple races. I don't even know where those medals are now. I don't. I got ribbons or whatever. I don't know where they are. It just doesn't last. But there's something that does last, you guys. There's something that's so incredible that if we just compete in it and we just jump in the game, it lasts forever. The results of it, the reward we get, the prize we get goes forever. And he just talked about it right before that. He says, I'm going to become all things to all people that I might win what? Win people. Do you know what the crown is? He's not talking about a literal crown. He's trying to just make the same example. Those guys do it for a crown that doesn't last. We do it for this crown that lasts forever. He's saying, you know what? We're doing it because what we're winning is the only thing that's eternal. People. When you stand before God, you guys, when you stand before God, everything that you're working for right now, what are you going to bring with you? What? I'm not bringing my certificate. Hey, check it out, God, I read a half marathon. That's really impressive, PJ. Hey, check out my ribbon. I won, I won first place when I was a freshman. That was really cool. That was a great day. I'm not bringing that with me. The only thing I'm bringing with me is other people. Here I am, and look who I brought with me. And I hope I'll be able to say this. Jimmy. That's the prize. Jimmy's the prize. That girl on your soccer team, that volleyball team, she's the prize. It's not the league championship that's the prize, you guys. She's the prize. That guy on your football team, the guy on your soccer team, the guy that you've been hanging around with, the stuff that you're doing with them, that's not the prize. Winning that game isn't the prize. He's the prize. You're playing games, you're doing whatever, you know, and you're playing this cool game with this friend that you have, and you're always doing it together, and you know what? Oh, you got the high score. You got to that next level. That's not the prize. He's the prize. We do it for a prize that doesn't go away because people, people are the prize. And that's why it changes everything. That's why, that's why Mallory, like I said, man, it's Mallory. That's why Mallory, who's on this pole vaulting team, she knows that winning the Olympics isn't going to be her prize. 
But that other teammate that she shares Jesus Christ with and becomes a follower of Jesus, that's the prize. There was a guy that I met two days ago. He's in Ponderosa right now. He's a high schooler in Ponderosa. He comes up to me and he goes, hey, PJ. <laughs> like just two days ago. Hey, PJ. And I go, hey. And he goes, do you remember me? And I, and I, I was honest with him. I said, man, I, I don't remember you. And he said, you know, I was here last, last year. We actually talked on that deck. And I, and I told you about my, my hard thing that I was going through with football. And then I remembered him. I go, yeah, I remember you. We talked about this football thing, and you, you were thinking about quitting the team. And he goes, yeah, I was thinking about quitting this team and, um, and because, because I knew that the people on my team were pulling me down. I mean, they were, they were, I was getting into some stuff. That it wasn't really good, the language and everything else we were doing. It just wasn't good. And so I thought, well, maybe, and I had some injuries too, and maybe I couldn't play as well as I used to. So I was thinking maybe God was telling me to get off the team because it was really pulling me down. And I said, that could be true. I said, you know what? You need to really think about that. That could very well be true. And then I said, I don't know if that is, but I just want to throw out just a different, just maybe if there's something else. And I said, have you thought about like taking the initiative and not being passive, but taking the initiative that maybe God has placed you around those guys that don't know Jesus Christ, that are slaves of sin, so that you could actually show them Jesus. And he really said, I really haven't been thinking about that. I think about the games, I think about the team, I think about what we're going to do, I think about trying to win, I think about doing well in my position, but I don't even think about that. I go, well, it's just something for you to think about. But I go, if you can't handle it, then go ahead and get out, because it's better for you to, to get out of it if you're too weak for that. But if you can handle it, and you can kind of influence them, then it just might be something that God wants you to do. I don't know. We prayed about it, and I remember, we, we talked about it, and he left. And he goes, PJ, do you remember that talk? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I want to tell you what I did. I went home and I actually thought, you know what? I think I can do this. And I started thinking about the people on my team. Not football, but the people on my team. Football was just the thing that I was doing to get to these people. And he said, so I started doing this. I, he goes, I asked some guys on my team. And it was really hard. And I said, hey, do you want to get together? We'll do like a Bible study. He decided to do this. And some guys said, okay. And he goes, then, before the game, I said, I'm going to be out on the field before every game, and I'm going to pray before every game. If any of you guys want to join me, you can join me. But he was going to do it if he was alone. And a guy joined him. And then another guy. And another guy. Until there was this group of guys that prayed before every game. I was going, I can't believe this. He goes, then football ended. And I had relationships with these guys. And I went, you know what? What do you guys think? You want to still meet once a week and kind of just kind of do life together? Kind of just, you know, hang out and just kind of talk about life and what's going on and, and spiritual stuff? And they said, okay. And we got together every week. And then he said this. He goes, PJ, you see those guys on the, on the hill there on the, on the grass? And I turn around, I see this group of people, looks like, you know, like a cabin group or whatever. I go, yeah. He goes, those are all the guys from my football team. I, I was, and he, he goes, he goes, thank you, PJ. Thank you for like doing that. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> I and I told him because of what we're learning this week, I said, man, you followed the Holy Spirit. 
You follow what the Holy Spirit gave you to do, empowered you to do, and that is, you thank God and thank him. But man, I, I was, I just didn't chill up my spine. And I go, that's Paul. That's us. That's us. Don't be fooled by stuff that doesn't last, you guys. Look around in this room. There's nothing in this room that is going to last except for one thing, and that's the person sitting next to you, the person that's within that body, that little tent that we have that's temporary. That person's soul is the only thing that's going to last. And those people at home, that's the only thing that's going to last. Don't get fooled, you guys. You can go ahead, go on the football team. It's not, it's not that we don't get involved with anything that doesn't last. Go ahead and get involved with a ton of stuff that doesn't last. Just remember, it doesn't last. And remember why you're around those other people who are so involved with it, who do think that's what life's all about. And you become all things to all people. Staying like Jesus, showing them Jesus. And I'm telling you, there's a lot more people like you than you think there are. But somebody's got to tell them. Look what he says in verse 26. We'll end with this. He says, Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I'm not going to get involved with the stuff that doesn't last. I'm not going to make my life about that. I'm going to get involved with it, but I'm not going to make my life about that. I don't fight like a man beating the air. I'm not going to be on these teams with all these other people and have all these opportunities and just let them all go by. And I never really invest in the people. I just invest in the thing. I'm not going to do that. No. I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I want to always be someone who looks like Jesus, who's becoming like Jesus, so that I can share and show Jesus to the world around me. I want to be qualified to get the prize. And the prize is what, you guys? People. People. Some of us, we're going to dismiss in a couple minutes, you guys. I just want to challenge you. This is a whole different kind of challenge tonight. This is a challenge for you to be a leader. This is a challenge for you to go, I am, I, I'm taking another step in my relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to put a period at the end of my life is all about becoming like Jesus. I realize there's a comma there. I realize it's not about me becoming like Jesus, period. And now it's about my life, and oh, my life's okay now. I realize it's not about my life at all. I realize I am a tool in God's hands, and that's it. And he's placed me in all these areas. He's placed me in all these things that don't last, and all these things, all these activities that really don't last, so that I can reach people that do last. And I've been distracted. Some of us have been in the stuff that we're in to get the high score. Stop it. It's not about it. Some of us are involved with sporting stuff. Tons of you raised your hands because we're so competitive and we do want that championship. Do you want the people on your team more than you want that? I know you do. Remember it. 
But maybe tonight is when you need to make a commitment to do that. You've been distracted and you've been, your whole life has been wasted really on stuff that doesn't even matter. You're putting all your energy into that and just people are just passing you by. You're going from person to person and you're not investing in them because maybe you're, man, it's, that's hard, whatever, but you're like, I'm done. I'm done being ashamed of the gospel because people matter more than that. I am done being distracted by what doesn't matter, but I'm going to stay. Maybe for many of you are going to go, like, like the, my friend in Ponderosa, I'm going to stay in this thing, but I'm going to stay and change why, why I'm there. I'm there for these people that God's going to bring in my life. And I care about them. And if you know there needs to be a change, you know you've been wasting time, you haven't been really been living life for other people in order you know, to show and share Jesus with others, but you're going, I want to do that. What I'm going to invite you to do is stay exactly where you are when we're dismissed. I'm going to invite you to stay exactly where you are, and I want to invite all the counselors, all of your church leaders, maybe come together. Maybe you're going to come together as a cabin. Maybe you're going to come together as a church in here. Maybe you're going to take your church and go out, out somewhere and just kind of get together somewhere. If there's a corner here, whatever. And maybe you can strategize because some of you are maybe even on the same teams. Maybe some of you are even involved in the same activity. And you can work together and encourage each other and remind each other and pray for each other. As you go, let's remember what this is about. We're becoming like Jesus to show and share Jesus with others. And maybe you want to make a commitment right now to go, that's it. I'm not just going to sit here and just come to camp and figure out how to fix my life. I'm going to, I want to leave camp and change the world. I want to change the world. I want to change my world. And I want to share the truth and the salvation message with the people around me. That's it. I'm changing what I'm living about. I'm gonna live to make his name known. If that's you, I'm gonna ask you to stay sitting where you are. Just stay where you're at. You can just be thinking about it, then people can get together with you, talk with you, pray with you. If that's not you, or maybe you're already doing that, you don't need to stay in, then I'm gonna ask you just to quietly grab your stuff and go ahead and go. And that's cool too. I don't want you to stay in here if you don't mean it. So, if you would, if you don't need to stay in here, grab your stuff right now. And I'm gonna be praying. And as I pray, go ahead and leave or go ahead and stay in here with me and just pray with me, okay? So, grab your stuff, go ahead and leave if you need to leave. If you're going, no way, I, I need to stay in here. Stay where you're at, let me pray for us as we're leaving. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for an opportunity to just re be reminded the truth. Some of us just, to be, just needed to be reminded. Some of us, God, we have been living for things that don't even matter. We've been living for ourselves. We've been living to make our own name known. We've been, just, we've been on these teams. We've been in these neighborhoods. We've been in our families. We've been in our schools. And we've been just duped by all the stuff that doesn't matter. They might even be great stuff, but there's stuff that doesn't matter. God, we just want to be people that care about other people more than anything. And everything else is secondary. God, for some of us that we're just gonna stay in this room right now, we're gonna brainstorm with our leaders, we're gonna pray for each other, we're gonna write down a commitment, maybe we'll write down a list of people 
that we're gonna start praying for. Whatever it is, God, we're gonna strategize. So when we leave here, we're gonna be like Paul and just fully train ourselves to go for the prize that really lasts among all these prizes that don't. God, help us to just have a heart for you and a heart for people. Help us remember that you're making us become like you and you're using everything in the world to make us like you, to make us like your son, so that we can share and show Jesus to the world around us. Help us to remember what it's all about. In your name, amen. If you're staying here, then go ahead and get with your counselor, your cabins. Counselors, go ahead and get with your students. Have a good talk.